Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And hello, Leafs Nation. Welcome to September. Patio season is coming to an end, sadly, but uh, that means that the NHL season is just around the corner. Opening night for the Leafs is only five weeks away, and we are excited about that. Absolutely. And September is also exciting because it is our anniversary month. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> So September 5th is the official date when we launched our first podcast and we have done a lot in just a couple of years. So most recently we were interviewed on the Hockey Time Machine and that is a YouTube show and we encourage you all to check it out on our social media or our YouTube channel, which you can find in the links at the bottom of our show notes. Yeah. And while there, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, it was a lot of fun to be on the show. Um, and thank, we want to thank Paul Patsku and the, the crew at the uh, Hockey Time Machine for having us on. Um, we are working to get us on there again sometime during the regular season. So we'll keep you updated on that. Mm -hmm. So be sure to tell your family and friends to check it out as well. Uh, you can find out a lot more about us and our show and then subscribe and listen to us as we go into our third season of this podcast. Yeah, And uh, one last thing before we get into this show, uh, the final show for our season two um, is just to be sure to enter our anniversary contest. Uh, Here's what you need to do to enter. You need to go to Instagram. Follow and like us on Instagram. Our handle is at LTL1917. Find our anniversary post and like it. And then third, tag two friends. That's it. And the prize is some awesome Leaf Swag items and a Tim's gift card. Everybody loves Tim's. And the uh, de deadline to enter is September 30th because... September is our anniversary month, technically. So we're just, we're giving some extra time to, for people to enter our contest. Mm -hmm. So let's, uh, with that, let's get into the show. Uh, we, we have to say it's been uh, pretty quiet on the Leafs front since free agency. Uh, but as usual, we actually still have quite a lot of, lot to cover. So the first thing we're going to talk about is just a, a quick review of the Leafs regular season schedule and highlight some of the games we're looking forward to. Uh, we've got some Leaf talk for you, which includes some discussion on various players from Austin Matthews to Ilya Mikheyev. And we're going to round out the show with uh, looking at the NHL division realignment uh, with Seattle coming in uh, this made realignment necessary. And we'll give our thoughts on how the lease will do in the Atlantic again this year. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs.
Okay, so the home opener uh, for the Leafs regular season is set for October 13th versus the Canadians. Um, that should be fun as they got screwed over recently with the uh, with the whole Cockneyemi uh, situation there in the offer sheet, which we loved. But anyhow, uh, we won't go there uh, too much. Um, other important notes on the schedule other than the home opener. We have 13 back-to-back games, uh, the, which... Seems a bit low. Um, Normally, I thought it was up to 18 sometimes, 18, 19 games. So uh, longest road trip is in January from the 6th to the 15th. And the busiest day of the week is Saturday night with 22 games, uh, 10 home and 12 on the road. So, of course, everyone loves the home opener. We both love the home opener. But what other games are you looking forward to, Syl, for this upcoming season? Okay, so I've I've picked about four and a, and an honorable mention. So um, <laughs> October twenty fifth versus Carolina, obviously that's the first time we are facing Freddie uh, since he's left our team. Honorable mention for that is January third when they play here in Toronto because I guess yeah. we'll need the tissue box for that one because they'll have a video tribute likely for him for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another <laughs> one. He'll probably He'll need, need the tissue, tissue too. <laughs> <laughs> just based yeah. on his, uh, just based on his interview that he had on the fan, I thought yeah. the, the tissues were coming out then. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, another game I'm interested in is December 11th versus Chicago. That's here at home. Uh, I uh, probably most people don't know this, but Chicago is kind of like my other sort of favorite team, uh, and I'm a huge Jonathan Taves fan. So that will be the be first nice. time I get to see him again on the ice, which I'm looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, December 19th versus Seattle because they're an inaugural. This is their inaugural season, so um, I'm kind of excited to see see them uh, on the ice at uh, Bank Arena. And then, of course, April 9th versus Montreal, because I'm hoping that's an important game and that we we get to put the nail in the coffin for their season. I'm hoping that's what happens. Is that a road game? April 9th or did you uh, do you know that I one I can't remember let me just do a little quick check here yeah she's gonna do a little check there yeah. the uh yeah the um the one versus Seattle will be definitely exciting which mm-hmm. is a more exciting game it's a new team like you said so yeah um I'm looking forward to that and and also um yeah no it's they, a home game that April it's 9th. the home game okay all right yeah because the uh because we'll do this in another show, but w- with the road trips and that, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be fun too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to Seattle and and Montreal, um, yeah, no, those are good choices. So I took a little bit different approach here with my games. So my games, I my first game is basically any game versus the Senators. I'm like I, surprised at that. So I really want you to explain to me why you're that interested so my in this. But anyways, it's not to say that I'm actually interested in going to the games or thing and seeing them live or and and watching them that much. But we are a better team than them. I just, I just think that like they're an inferior team. I I can't handle. I actually took the time to look up the players. There was two games and I could only find the one guy, the one goalie. His name was Joel Decord. I just can't stand these players that come out of the blue, play their first game for their team versus the Leafs and they like spectacular for that one game. And that was <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Or they score their so first annoying. goal. 
or they score their first goal versus the Leafs in their very first yeah. game. Of course, it has to happen sort of mm-hmm. thing, right? Like, I, I just can't stand that. And, and I mean, they're a decent young team, obviously, like Ottawa is. They got that Kachuk kid and, I don't know, they recently signed Batherson. And they have all, like, Connor Brown, I mean, we have a soft spot for him. He played for us sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? And, he, and unfortunately... He probably still would be with us if the situation uh, with our cap. But um, but yeah, I just think I think this is part of creating the so-called killer instinct because we need to beat those teams that are lower than us mm-hmm. all the time. Like regard- we need we need to show up for those games that may yeah. not be that exciting that are the grinding games that where they're inferior teams. We need to beat them and just put our stamp on it. And that's part of of getting that killer instinct. Like that's what great teams do like Tampa and Vegas and Colorado. Like they beat those teams like Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who else is. Uh, uh, Detroit is still down there. Uh, Ottawa, obviously these, these teams that are crap, <laughs> we need to beat them basically. And just get rid, just, do it and get that killer instinct and not to forfeit the points, basically, right? Because mm-hmm. all the points matter in the end. Um, so, yeah. So that was my thing with the Senators. Gotcha. Not to say I'm excited to actually watch them because I'm not. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the next one is November 21st versus the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And that one, again, is just I just can't stand those Islander fans now, like just to do with the way they treat John Tavares. So you want some JT redemption? Yes. Yeah. Like I actually, okay. again, I took the time and I think we've only won one game and it was only by in in New York on the island. Mm-hmm. And it was um, it was by one goal. I right. want a decisive win for him. Like, right. I want the team to win a game that's like, I don't know, five to one, six to one, something like right. that, right? Even a shutout, four nothing. Like, just get it done and and just shut those Islander fans up for once and say, like, forget it. Like, he wanted, he chose to come here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, he played well for your team. He, he, I mean, he scored some big goals for them in, in, at, as an Islander. So the way they treat him, I just think is ridiculous. And then the third part is the road trip. I just picked kind of like a group of games from, which is the longest road trip. I didn't know that until I looked it up for the, uh, I guess for our points to highlight during the season, but um, from January 6th to the 15th. And the reason why I kind of chose that was it's just, it's, it's right before the Olympic break. And um, I just think it's, it's, now that we know that they're going to the Olympics, most likely, um, or it's pretty much confirmed, um, that we need to have a good road trip then um, and get the most possible points before going into that break. Because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, God forbid somebody gets injured <laughs> over there. That's my... Because we're going to have quite a few Maple Leafs on those international teams, right? Um, yeah. So it's something, knock on wood, it doesn't happen, but we need to get, if as long on that road trip, we need to get like a good amount of, of points and, and, and I guess even leading into like towards the Olympic break, um, we just need to feel good about ourselves going into that. And uh, so that when we return, because when we return, obviously it's probably going to be a little bit, 
I don't know, like for every team, basically, like to actually get back on the in the swing of things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's basically my explanation for that. And then (laughs) and then, of course, uh, I don't know if you do you agree with all that or what do you think about my? Yeah, I think (laughs) it's an interesting take. Um, Yeah, I I can't uh, I can't really fault your rationale for any of those things. Um, yeah, no, I think that it's definitely going to be important for us to bank away some, some points in the first half of the season for sure, because we never know what's going to happen, uh, coming back and it's going to be a little bit of a ramp up, although, you know, it could bode well for us because generally we, we start well, we just don't yeah. finish strong. So yeah. it's going to be like a restart. So maybe that will be good for our team. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and then there's also this possibility of the outdoor game in Hamilton that mm-hmm. um, I mean, I mean, I've I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I'm excited about it or not. We've been to the two outdoor games. Maybe it's because we've been to the ultimate one in, in yeah. Ann Arbor, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that experience was uh, just totally wild sort of thing. And then we went to the one here, the Centennial Classic, um, mm-hmm. which obviously was. Uh, the first one here. So that was big too, but that one in Detroit was something else. And uh, so going to Hamilton, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's versus Buffalo too. So yeah. Yeah. And it's versus Buffalo too. So um, not the greatest of opponents. So we'll see about that. You know, it's not confirmed. I think it's March 13th that they're thinking of, Mm -hmm. but uh, for the heritage classic game. Well, that is, that is scheduled. That game is a a Sunday game scheduled for a 3 PM start. So I I would be leaning towards the rumor is probably true based on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyhow, um, speaking, well, not speaking of the Olympics, but we were talking about the Olympics um, Mm -hmm. and talking about all wanting all of our players to stay healthy when they're over there. Um, Let's specifically, let's get into some Leafs talk here and talk about Austin Matthews and and his health and, uh, and what's going on with him. So obviously we did say that August has been pretty quiet in Leafland and it was funny how the Leafs tried their best to keep it that way, especially in the case of Austin Matthews by announcing late on a Friday afternoon in August that he had surgery on that wrist that has been ailing him and that his recovery will be a minimum of six weeks. So on a positive note, he will be on the cover again of the EA Sports NHL 22. This is going to be his second time gracing that cover. And he joined some elite company there since only Ovechkin and Jonathan Taves have been on the cover twice. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, something that's good for him. Anyways, he seemed to be, I was watching the oh, video again. Oh, he was really again. stoked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he likes that thing. That's why I don't understand... I read in some uh, a blog um, something about like how if things don't work out this year again in the playoffs that basically some MLSE um, he was an employee of MLSE or something or former employee of course and they were saying like and so this interviewer was asking him who would be the first to go from the from the Leafs and they said Matthews what don't be surprised if it's Matthews and then I was like you got to be kidding me. I said, right. I said, like, he's not, I mean, we're, we're going to get into his health in the moment. I'm kind of going off on a different angle here, but, yeah. but he, um, like things like this EA sports cover, like he's not going to get this attention 
unless he goes to a market, which he's not going, but if he goes to like the Rangers or somewhere like mm-hmm. big LA, like a big shiny market, maybe in the States. But if he wants to go to, I mean, Arizona can't even get a friggin' arena to play in. Like what mm-hmm. the hell there, who's going to go there to, to give him the cover of EA sports or all these, uh, he recently too got some, um, there's some private jet, uh, plane, um, contract that he signed mm-hmm. like for private jets or something i forget what the name of the airline is i think it's, he just cargo. Recently, I think it's cargo jet or, or cargo jet yeah something so like, that. like these signings that he gets and like he's not going to get that anywhere else except for in a market like like toronto or in a larger market like like uh new york or los angeles so i don't i and i don't think personally that he wants to go anywhere else like i think um i mean for me, if he were to go, if he wins one Stanley Cup in this five-year contract that he has, mm-hmm. and then if he decides he wants to go, whatever, I guess we'll let him go sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? If he really can't stand it here that much, right? <laughs> go off and go live in Arizona. and I don't know. He doesn't look that unhappy, especially no, since I... he has the private jet. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, he going to go anywhere. What does it matter? So. <laughs> but going back to his health, though, with this wrist. Yes. Like, I don't know which wrist, because he basically, I remember too, he ended up, he had the wrist problem. I don't know which one it was during the regular season, but then he yeah. jammed his wrist in that Hab series too, yeah. which was the other wrist. Like, it I actually the remember. Other wrist? Yes. So I don't know which wrist it is that he got, obviously, and they're not going to say which one he had the surgery on, but I don't know, the way they, the way the Leafs, the medical team there handled it during the regular season. Like to me, they said that that wrist, that first one that was causing the problem, it should heal itself during like during the regular season, even through playing, he took a few days off here and there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, this is why it didn't heal obviously in all that time from January through till, um, because it was bugging him before the season started too. January, right through to the playoffs and then obviously it didn't heal like the way they thought it was going to while he played. Miraculously, it wasn't healing. So I don't understand why they needed to wait over two months during the off season to make the decision to have the surgery. Like on on August thirteenth is when they announced it. It's like well, maybe that's partly Austin who really was not wanting to go there because I would say like a guy like him who's such a proficient goal scorer. His hands and his wrists are everything. So he's doing fine with it, right? So my guess is that he was part of that decision and didn't really want to mess with it because you don't know how you're coming back from that 100%, right? Well, that's what I was going to say too. You're not going to... So wouldn't it be... I don't know. I just think like there was just so much time in the whole process, like because they knew about it from January. Like... Like you're saying, you don't know how it's going to heal. Over, I just think he, during the season, like there's just no way he's getting enough downtime for it to rest. Because something like that, likely it's like a, what they call like a repetitive use injury. So like either tendonitis or something like that, that is, that needs a lot of rest. Yeah. Because like, (laughs) you got to think like, we're going to, if he, I mean, he could not, it could take more than six weeks. To heal, Mm -hmm. right? So six weeks, he would be coming in maybe just for the last game if they put him in for the uh, for the preseason games, Mm -hmm. Um, and he might have like about a week of of camp before the actual season starts. But maybe, 
maybe that won't be the case. Maybe he won't have any training camp. He'll have to, like, he'll start right on October 13th, opening night. It will be his first yeah. first game. Like, who, and then, obviously, you can't expect him to, like, start filling the net, like, on No, <laughs> his he might first get off he, to a little bit of a slower start than usual. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to basically screw the team over sort of thing, right? Because we depend on his scoring, right? I Depending- don't think it's going to screw the team over early on in the season that way. I don't really think so. I don't know. Well, at, at the end of the up- other, the other thing, too, is that, that he is, it's his hands. So the good news is, is he can skate. He can push his body. He can, I mean, obviously you got to be in game shape, which you can't get into unless you play games, but he can still get his stamina up there, all of the yeah. you know, cardio. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, and like he's somebody such else a natural, I don't really think that it's going to be so bad that that if he doesn't score we're doomed that's not the case because it hasn't been the case during the regular season either whenever he's been out for any length of time other people have stepped up so we haven't lost extra games when he doesn't play so i don't really see why that would happen at the start of the season yeah i can see that but we need somebody to Let's just say, I mean, it's going to take him a few games, let's just say that, like yeah. to get back into the groove sort of thing. And for those few games, somebody has to pick up the scoring. But Yeah, the so fans, what if Willie could do it? Well, the thing is, though, <laughs> going into our next player that we're going to talk, or I want to talk about, is this Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. If the fans keep bashing Mitch Marner the way they have been all summer long, that they think that Mitch Marner is the cause of the Maple Leafs demise for in the playoffs at least that's the way i'm seeing it like they're thinking like it's all his fault basically that that the leafs cannot win the playoffs meanwhile he was if you remember how many times we played the bruins i didn't have the time to look it up i think twice right with Mm -hmm. with marner right with the two times that we've lost to them with yeah 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 so but in that first playoff series actually yeah because that was his rookie season Yes, and he they were going on about Mitch Marner saying, or the, we were as fans and Leafs mm-hmm. Nation about how he blocked that shot fearlessly. Remember how he blocked that shot? It was in, I don't know if it was that was time. the second time we played with, the against time? them. The second time, yeah. But anyway, that wasn't the first. Everybody year. was saying that how oh my god, he gave his body up, and, this, and it was just like he was the best thing of of being a maple, yeah. like a best maple. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's garbage. Like, yeah. it's just like, well, I mean, to be fair, he had a really rough playoff this year. He yeah. had those three, like, or those two boneheaded over the glass the penalty. penalties. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not so saying that he didn't really show up, but, but the, the problem is, is that is what that's basically the, the taste that was left in Leafs nation's mouth after that. Right. So there's been nothing to replace that since, which is why. That is the living memory yeah. that's there, which is why people can't get over it because that's that's all they can remember. It's like they go to bed at night and it's that puck going over <laughs> over the glass over and over and over and again. the body and the body language and his body and the language body language. Too, language. Yes, right. Yeah, you could absolutely. tell like that's something he needs to definitely work on yeah. to block out this stuff and um, and and just try and get away from this social media. I was thinking to myself though, back in the day when when we were watching, let's just say the games when we were in our youthful days, the only media out there was the print media and the TV. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. And I remember the players back then, they were like complaining too, like, oh, Toronto, there's so much like uh, media, blah, blah, blah. But like that was just, that really was so much easier. Like that's mm-hmm. all there was to. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you know, when those people weren't in front of your face, you could get away from it. Yeah. You know? There was no bashing. Like you didn't hear the fans really at that time it went through the media like that's how the fans voices were heard because or there was no at the social... actual games or at the actual the games. booze were like so crazy yeah. like this that's the thing this team has yeah. not heard that not the way like you know a guy like Larry Murphy had to hear that you know yeah like every time he he touched the puck there were booze you know and like that yeah. guy you know the the fans they did it very very vocally at the games at that time but i think we need to remind leafs nation too because just before we got on the show here i looked it up and mitch marner in the regular season okay i know it's all about the playoffs whatever but you got to get to the playoffs as mike babcock used to say you got to play the regular season and i should get into the playoffs by playing well in, in the regular season and mitch marner is first in points on the team out of the last four seasons, three times, three out of the past four seasons. And he was second in that other time. So if we don't have him as our like leading point man on this team, three out of the four seasons, we're not in the playoffs. I don't think we are in the playoffs. No. Mm-mm. So careful what you wish for, basically. And yeah, stop, bashing, stop bashing the guy and let him just play the game. And he's probably going to be even on Team Canada. So, I mean, yeah. right. And they're, they're actually saying being on Team Canada that he, it might be something even more to, I guess, to get him out of this, this uh, thing, I guess, being so negative with the fans. I don't know. I, I agree that that would be good for him because it's a new experience. He'll be playing with some different people. I actually think it might be good for his game, too, because I do kind of feel like him and Austin, yes, they love playing together, but they sort of are like they could be a little bit of a crutch for each other in a way also because they're 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 always sort of together. So you don't have to necessarily grow as a player as much when you're in the same scenario, same situation. They're not getting outside their comfort zone. Let's just say that. okay? yeah. Um, so this is probably going to be good for both of them. I mean, I'm not happy that we have to see Austin on the other <laughs> side of the ice for that, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so I think if they both do make the team, obviously Austin is going to be definitely on team USA. I think oh, it yeah, could be for sure. good yeah. for them, good for their game. And that is going to bode well for our, for our Leafs also. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be good growth for both of them. Right. But I agree and, with you that it's it's totally unfair the way people are ripping on him. But I do think it's because it's that that final picture is what's in their head. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you said, he he very plainly you can see how he's feeling, whether he's super excited and happy, yeah. which is the yeah. Mitch we love, or the the down in the dumps Mitch, which is, you know, the guy who's seems a little yeah, bit needs, shaky. Yeah, he needs to control that a bit better. But we should also yeah. mention he did get engaged. So congratulations to Mitch Martin, or at least we think he yes. did on Instagram. He did post some <laughs> pictures. So like he didn't really mm-hmm. he didn't really say it right out loud there or whatever or say anything. But uh, yeah, we think he did. So congratulations to him and his fiance. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, so so who's next, next we're we're going to talk about a little bit about Ilya Mikheyev. So I guess the question is, should we be trading him? He is a UFA at the end of this season. Um, yeah. and, and as we know, our I, track I record for our track record for uh, for uh, you know players in their yeah. final final year of their contract and getting something for them isn't that great. But yeah. he is more the type of guy that um, Dubas would be more likely to use as an asset, uh, especially towards the trade deadline. Um, anyway, what do you think about the potential for yeah. that? I mean, I brought this up only because I chose to talk a bit about him. We've talked about him before on other shows mm. too, because um, I guess going back to February, I, I don't know. I like that connection we have to when we went, when we met him on that Campbell's Soup uh, promotion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, have the, I get this attachment. I shouldn't get so attached to these things, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're worse than Kyle Dubas that way. Geez. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> I just don't think like we're not that strong on the left side still. Mm -hmm. Like we and we don't know what we have with all these people are so excited. I haven't read any of the articles, but um, this Michael Bunting guy um, mm -hmm. that we have, like a lot of people are excited about him. But other than him, like I don't know. I mean, I I just prefer I prefer P him. Ely Mikheyev over Pierre Engvall, basically, is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'd rather they trade Pierre Engvall, if they could, um, than Ely Mikheyev, because I just think the only thing that, I guess, as a fan that we get frustrated with is the fact that he hasn't finished, like, his opportunities. Yeah, I was going to say that. There was so much, so many opportunities that he had last season, like, breakaways, partial breakaways, um, and, like, he just doesn't finish. But then... I read another article on him and I, and it's true. He's, I guess he was, this was his sophomore season basically last yeah. year. So I mean, after a horrific wrist yeah. injury. Yeah. So and, that is and something went, that I, I think you can't count that out as far as, you know, messing with his accuracy. So yeah. hopefully another, you know, season removed from that yeah. over the summer, working on it, maybe yeah. more and, therapy. Yeah. And he, and, and he's playing for a new coach too. Like that was pointed exactly. out as well, right? Because he mm -hmm. only came back um, from that injury last season, the wrist injury. He came back just for like a game or two versus Columbus in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And he didn't, he, he was a non-factor basically for that. And that's where those few games was his first uh, opportunity to get, I guess, an idea of working with Sheldon Keefe too, right? So that makes a difference too. Like if you need, and going into your sophomore season, and all that. So I'm really hoping that it's just the sophomore slump and that, um, I mean, I don't know, I guess a lot of teams too, if he ends up playing well and finally getting the scoring touch around the net a little bit, like some people use or some teams would use that as a, uh, like a trade chip, I guess, like to at the deadline to, to because he is going to be a UFA. Um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's a, I mean, Keith is using him more as a defensive player, right? Or he did anyways last season, as opposed to Babcock when, I guess, before the horrific wrist injury, like he was playing a little bit more of a offensive style or being on as an offensive threat on the team. But um, so it's a, I don't know, it just depends, I guess. And with all the changes of the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the deck chairs sort of thing around yeah. the team as to who he's going to play with on the third line, right? Like, right. um that's the that's the other thing. So, but if he can get that scoring touch with the opportunities that he has, 
I think it'll be good. But um, yeah, the other thing, I guess, um, is what's going to happen with the with the D. Basically, there's still no update with Morgan Riley. Um, I don't know. Uh, to me, I looked up, I was looking up the possibilities like for an, a potential extension, a contract extension, and like a comparison of players. And man, like these, this no, money. basically the the signings that happened this summer. Yeah. Like I looked at the comparisons before these signings happened, and they were more reasonable. Even at that, he was in the seven million range. But now the the contracts that were given out this summer it's to the crazy. defensemen's the defensemen that yeah. uh, were signed, yeah, I that really might screw us. Yeah, but and I, for I the don't potential know. of him coming back here. Yeah, because but I don't know. I don't know that I consider him on the same level as Zach Wierenski, Dougie Hamilton, Darnell, maybe Darnell Nurse. I don't know. He's kind of a different... Well, what about Seth Jones? Seth Jones hasn't Seth... really done anything. No. But then I don't know how old he is because Riley too, I was looking at the age factor. Like Riley yeah. is 27 years old. So he's about the same as Dougie Hamilton, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's closer to him. He'll turn 28 next March. Um, and so I was looking to at around like similar age, I was thinking, right? Or that, uh, but I couldn't really, um, I couldn't really see like a real good comparable that way. But these other numbers, like anything, like you said, it's probably has to be around the seven million, seven and a half yeah. at the most to work mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and there has to be other moves involved even with that, like really. Yeah. <laughs> Really. Um, but the only other thing is like, I mean, if they do decide to deal him, like, or if they have, if, if Kyle Dubas already has in his mind, like it's not going to work out, like they've probably been having conversations, even though nobody's said anything about it, like with his agent, mm-hmm. but well, sometimes no news is good news. True. Yeah. But um, I was thinking maybe, maybe they think that Miko Lettinen guy, he's going to be a UFA next year again, that we lost to, mm-hmm. that we traded to Columbus. I think yeah. we traded him. Um but I remember when he was here, like he didn't really get an opportunity because there was no, no space for him being that's he. And they said that from what I remember, they said he was a similar style as Riley being more of and an offensive could be cheaper and he could be cheaper. And I was saying, and he's becoming a UFA next season. And I'm thinking in my back of my mind, maybe that's like, depending on how the negotiations are going, like maybe that's what Kyle Dubas is thinking to kind of go that route but um i don't know and then we also have the problem with or i get to me i consider it a problem is with the sixth defenseman like as to with bogosian gone back to tampa like is kyle dubas comfortable going with dermot and sandine as the third pairing and and sheldon keith like i don't know i just think that they need well more i guess of a, we're going to see <laughs> yeah but i think <laughs> they're we gonna need, get a they're gonna get a shot obviously yeah, I just think we need more of a, we need some size on that third pairing too, right? Like Bogosian right. brought that, na- we don't have a lot of nastiness mm-hmm. with the exception of mm-hmm. of Jake Muzzin. Right, right? that's true. Like, that's it. And Bogosian brought that. Um, he and did, then- but even with him though, like I don't find that he used his body as much as he could have even there were there were definite definite moments which i think we highlighted all of those yeah yeah um but uh yeah he definitely i don't didn't find him a bruiser necessarily as far as you know checking people 
uh, yeah. more of uh, getting that big body in front of people and not being able to be as movable, more like that. But you're right, like that's a pretty slight third pairing in Dermot and Sandine. Yeah, and I looked at who's left of the of the UFAs that are left over, which isn't too many, like to sign for Demon. And um, there is still Ben Hutton, who, uh, who we actually picked up yeah. from Anaheim. We traded a fifth round pick for him, um, and at the at the deadline, and he only played four games. We, we really, I don't even remember the four games that he played. Like to say how he played, or if it was, if I don't know. I guess he was okay, um, but. Um, he definitely is like a bruiser type of defenseman, big guy. He's from here. Um, and he obviously wouldn't cost that much. It definitely under a million. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I don't For know, depth I, kind of thing. Yeah. But he's still out there. He's the only one that I could see that. But they still. But to me, I thought to myself, they probably would have signed him by now if it was going to. Like, why? Yeah, I would they, think. Yeah. If they wanted to go that route. But um, yeah. So. Well, Well, you know, with that, you know, I guess we could could move on to what we're going to talk about next, which is uh, which is what's going on with our prospects, because this is all about depth for us. Right. So, yeah, I want to note that the development camp, which normally is held in late July, uh, from what we know now will be held from September 9th to the 14th. So maybe there is somebody that will spark some interest there. Anyway, this is where the Leafs prospects get to show management what they got. And you can find out more information about this in an article from Leafs Nation. And the link will be in our show notes. Um, There's still a lot of questions, obviously. And we haven't even talked about any of the new player additions, really, or guys like Nick Robertson. What's going to happen with him? Is he going to make the team this year? A lot of teams are in similar situations with a lot of questions. So let's get into the division realignment and uh, how we think the Leafs are going to do in the Atlantic. Yeah, so so the realignment, um, basically it affects the Central and Pacific divisions, uh, with Arizona moving to the Central Division to join uh, Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Colorado, St. Louis, Dallas, and Chicago. And then the Kraken are inserted into the Pacific division with the west coast teams i'm sure everybody out there knows the west coast teams out there uh on california vancouver uh edmonton and uh calgary but and um, yeah and san yeah the and anaheim yeah the california teams i basically <laughs> california <them> together. yeah <laughs> our future road oh, okay trip. <laughs> that's right so yeah obviously this doesn't really this realignment doesn't affect the leafs in any way or any of the other teams at the atlantic or metropolitan but Let's talk a bit about how we think the Leafs will do this year being back in the Atlantic. Yeah. So again, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know why everybody is so excited about Boston being so great. Like I just, I'm just going to just, the team I'm more concerned about is Florida when it comes yeah. to us. I mean, I know we're, we're saying like to talk about how we think the Leafs are going to do, but it's really about the other teams in my opinion as to how they're going to progress so that, um, how it's going to affect us basically because they're strong. T- like Florida is a really strong team. And I just think like they've been, I mean, they've only made the playoffs twice in, I don't know how many years they lost both times, but you got to think like with so many, and they got Joel Quenville now as their coach for a season. Um, but you got to think with those players that they have, like they got the Huberdo and the, uh, 
Barkov, and now they've picked up uh, Sam Reinhardt and Sam Bennett from both Sams, from one from Calgary, one from Buffalo. Like, they got a pretty good uh, squad. The only thing there that always is kind of messed up is their goaltending with Bobrovsky. Like that, you don't, like if he would just play up to what he did in Columbus, like they would, they'd probably be already making noise in, in the playoffs. But uh, I'm, but I'm I, worried I think about that. he them. plays like he normally does. Like he's, he's not the most consistent. He's like, if you can have a streaky goaltender, he's the guy, he's the poster child for that. Like he has these real good streaks and then, then streaks where he just falls right off the map. So, yeah. um, but we have to, know. we have to. Like, we obviously have to match that. Like, that's, like, if we wanted to well, be in the top three, if we don't want to be a wild card team like right. that, that's the thing. Like, Florida is a team. But I, I do find that we typically, because Florida plays a similar similar kind of style to us, I think, and they have similar issues in some instances, Yeah, I, I kind of feel like we generally play them fairly well. So, yeah, I don't we know. don't. I, I don't. I didn't look it up, but I don't think our record is that that great uh, with them. I think the one game, maybe it's because I remember we lost the one game where we ended up in the uh, the private box at uh, Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> we were playing Florida that night. I remember we didn't play too well that night. That wasn't good, but maybe that's my memory. But yeah. But going back to Boston, though, like I don't see like they have question marks in goal too with Rask. Mm-hmm. Rask hasn't even signed yet and he's not getting yeah. any younger. I don't even know how old he is. Um and they they did sign Allmark Linus Allmark from Buffalo yeah. which but I mean he's only played maximum amount of games he's played in an NHL season for Buffalo was 37 games. Mm-hmm. So you don't know really what you have in him either. But and, he was the goalie that we kind of coveted. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, we did. For our yeah. tandem. Yeah, for our so. tandem, but whether or not, I don't know. I I think, like obviously, their forwards are are really good. I will mm-hmm. give them that, right? Because they their know perfection line. Yeah, but, but they but are they going to stay perfect forever. But Come the thing on. is, that's that's the thing though. They have the killer instinct, as they, they say. They've won, right? So that yes. that forward group. And the one thing with with Boston that I I always, always is in the back of my mind is that they basically can decide within five minutes to turn the tables on you. And that's it. So they could be down. And then in the last five minutes, they're like, okay, we're going to play now. And then they just get it done. Yeah. Like they can just ramp up in a moment. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. that's what, then you're right. That's what we don't, that's what we don't have yet. We don't have so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then uh, their D basically to me is a little bit questionable. Yes, they have Charlie McAvoy there as their leader now. Um, but I mean, Tori Krug left for St. Louis, Chara's gone. Um, and I mean, it's a, it's a strong defense, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's like so much better than us. Um, but to me, again, it's that, it's that that experience of being a winner. That's what makes mm-hmm. a difference for them. And I guess maybe everybody is thinking that that's why they're they're better than us. I don't know. I well, guess so. and I guess the thing is, is that you know, have they got worse enough, and have we got better? That's really the question because I don't think most of us in Leafs Nation. I mean, it's they're going to have to prove it to us whether or not our team is better now than they were last year, you know? And I yeah. kind of feel like we needed to 
feel like we're taking a definitive step up versus, you know, them taking a step back, which remains to be seen. It's it's all like we like we we're saying before, it's all kind of question marks. Yeah. Um yeah. But and Tampa you know, Tampa I mean, is for me, Tampa is the best team. Like that again, even yeah. though they're going to have challenges too because they're over the they're gonna have to definitely get some LTIR or something because they're almost seven million dollars over the cap right now. That's a that's more than that's potentially two players. Yeah. Or one big one, which they don't want to lose. Yeah, and but then uh, again, though they proved last year that they could play without pretty much their best player all season long, get it done and bring him back, and then yeah, you know, yeah, and honorable mentions to the Red Wings and the Senators, but I don't really have them anywhere <laughs> like in to to be making playoffs. I mean, they'll probably make a strong again. That's the killer instinct. As long as we beat those teams. Like when we have to, I mean, obviously maybe we won't win them all, those games versus the Red Wings and the Senators, but the majority of them, we need those points so that in those tougher games versus the other, like Tampa, Boston, Florida, so that, so that we can get, um, we can get into the top three. I'm hoping that we can get, I don't know if we can get into second, but um, I'm, I'm still thinking that we'll be. We're not going to be a wild card team, but we'll get the like the third spot, I think, in our division. I'm thinking again. Well, that's that's to me the worst spot. Like I almost wonder. I know. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst because I we, don't know because we want home ice, right? Because this year with the fans being back in the building, like it's just gonna it's it's just so much of an advantage. I think it would be for us. Um, but. Well, for not just for us, but for any team to have the home ice in the playoffs. But um, I don't know. I think we're still going to be third. So, um, yeah, but there's lots of time for that because we're going into an 82-game new season. Um, and the Leafs are going to look a lot different. And Kyle Dubas still has to make a move or two because the Leafs are still, we are still over the cap by $1.4 million, which um, So he hasn't made any moves since the last time we... We're on in August, last podcast, but um, they need to be compliant by making a trade, putting a player on LTIR, or assigning two players to the minors. Is how um, is how it goes. And but the good news, I guess, is ten other teams. I looked on CapFriendly.com. Ten other teams are basically in the same situation. So there's mm-hmm. lots of and moves a lot to of come. them worse than us, actually. Even too, yeah, yeah. So, so lots of moves to come around the league. That's right. So a couple more things uh, we want to discuss before we go, or or at least mention. Um, Last Christmas, we donated a couple of special edition Tim Hortons Barbie dolls to Toy Mountain. And Tim Hortons reported from the sales of the dolls that they're donating $215,000 to the Hockey Canada Foundation Hockey is Hers campaign. And we are so proud that we had some some small, small, tiny, tiny, tiny hand in that. So uh, and speaking of the Hockey Canada, uh, we want to give a shout out to Team Canada, the women's team, for winning the gold at the Women's World Hockey Championship uh, last week, yeah. which is just fantastic and beautiful yeah. roofer. Um, yeah, that was so, amazing. Uh, by, yeah, by uh, Marie-Philippe just... Poulin. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. Wow. 
Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, that was what a shot. But that's um, right. And speaking of Team Canada, also the double IHF and the NHL confirmed that they have agreed to a deal that will have the NHL players participating in the 2022 Beijing Olympics. So that's good news for the players. Exciting to be able to watch hockey at a high level in the Olympics again. So and just don't any Maple Leafs get injured. That's right. <laughs> so um, the next big date for the players to for our Leaf players to report to camp, which we believe is September 15th, although nothing really has been put official from what we've seen of the Leafs. But September 9th um, is the development camp, the start of the development camp. So normally it happens a week after. So that would be September 15th. Uh, we'll be back with our next episode. We're back to our twice monthly um, episode. So um, September 22nd is our next episode. And before we go, we do want to thank all our listeners. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts on what we talked about on the show, you can DM us on social media or email us at ladies talking leaves at sorry, ladies talking leaves at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. Mm-hmm. And another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support us there by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce our show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And all, as always, thank you to our healthcare workers for everything that they do and can, or have done and continue to do. Um, and yeah, as we go into this fourth wave, it's a, it's a challenge once again, but um, we're going to get through it. And it's thanks, thanks to our healthcare workers. And thank you for listening. And please follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. Uh, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict, we would appreciate it if you could take the time to leave us a review. We would love to get your feedback on the show, and it will give us a lot more exposure as an outlet for Leaf content. Mm -hmm. And definitely share with your family and friends. Anybody in Leafs Nation, you know lots of Leaf fans, so please share with everybody. For sure. And as always, we would like you to stay safe and well, and everybody will talk to you in a couple of weeks with the start of training camp. Yay! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.